Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad that you're listening today. Thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me. If this is your first time listening, I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here. I hope you keep coming back. Be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, this month is November, which means we're talking all about gratitude. And since we're talking about gratitude this month, we want to say it out loud. We don't want to just wait until we get to the Thanksgiving table to say the thing out loud that we're thankful for, but we want to practice all month long to say the things that we're thankful for and let other people know. So this week, I want you to think about something that you're thankful for about where you live. Think about your house, your town. Maybe your neighborhood is really cool, or maybe you're very proud of the state you live or the country you live. Whatever it is that you're thankful for about where you live, I hope that you'll say it out loud. Praise God for it. Let other people around you know. Like, tell your parents, I am really thankful that our house is in this neighborhood, or I'm really thankful that our town has such great shopping options. That's something I'm thankful for. Anything that you're thankful for about where you live. So I hope you'll take some time to start looking around at the things in your house or the things in your neighborhood or maybe in the state you live and say something out loud that you're thankful for about where you live. Well, today I'm very excited to introduce our guest to the show. Her name is Maddie Hackworth. She is a kids church creative artist. She gets to spend her time making fun stuff for kids ministry and encouraging kids ministry leaders and pastors. Maddie and her husband have two of the most adorable girls in the world, and they get to serve at God's house as kids pastors at James River Church. I am so excited for you guys to meet Maddie and to hear her story. This is my conversation with Maddie Hackworth. Well, Maddie, this is so fun. I am so excited to have you on the Collide Kids podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited too. Yeah, I think it's so cool that I get to meet people that I get to see on the internet. But this is a safe meeting, right? Like, (laughs) that sounds scary. I love meeting people on the internet. But I do. That's what that's what I do. Here. It's a good tool. When it's used right, it's a great that's tool. That's exactly right. It connects really well. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. So my name is Maddie. I am a kids pastor. My husband and I are kids pastors in Missouri. But what I do is art. So I like to design things and make things for specifically for kids ministries. Um, I've got two little girls. So one of them is 15 months old and one of them is two months old. So they do a lot of crying, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great, but they make our lives so fun and so full. So we've got two little kids. We have a super fluffy dog, like crazy fluffy, um, to where there's like fluff all over our yes. house. It's great. <laughs> um, but we wouldn't have it any other way. We love our life. I love that. We used to have a wire-haired dachshund, and he shed so much. Oh, and goodness. his hair would turn into tumbleweeds. And so if there was oh, like no. air conditioning on, you would see just like tumbleweeds of hair floating through the air. I love that. 
Ours is a, he's a Pomsky. Okay. So he's half Pomeranian, half Husky. <gasps> wow. So it's funny. The idea of a Pomsky, it's a relatively new breed. And the idea of a Pomsky is to have a Pomeranian sized Husky. So they want like little dogs that look like Huskies. Uh-huh. But ours is a Husky sized Pomeranian. <laughs> so he's a big dog and he looks just like a Pomeranian, which is so funny. Uh, but he thinks he's a lap dog still. Aww. Which ends up all very big fun. dogs think they're lap dogs. They're so, yeah. ju- and then the little tiny dogs are like, I don't want to sit with you. Like they're right. not interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They think they're big. That's right. Well, because this is a podcast for kids, I always like to ask my guests to tell me a joke. So what have you got for us? Okay. So I actually prepared for this because Thanksgiving is coming yes. up. And so I thought we should, we should tell a Thanksgiving joke. I like so it. which side of a turkey has the most feathers? Ooh, I don't know. The outside. The outside. (laughs) (laughs) Be kind of weird if you had feathers on the inside. (laughs) So true. I like that. Turkey joke. Love it. Love a good turkey joke. Come on. That's good. (laughs) Speaking of turkeys, one time I live in a neighborhood, suburban neighborhood. There's no farmland or anything around us. It's lots of neighborhoods, surrounding neighborhoods. And we had a turkey wander in onto our property. Yeah. Like my kids ran inside and said, there's a turkey outside. And I'm like, okay, sure there is. And I went outside and sure enough, there's this turkey walking around. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Well, this is so cool. Okay, I love kids pastors, and I work with a lot of children's ministry leaders, and I think this is so awesome to have you on. What made you decide you wanted to be a kids pastor? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so my whole life, I wanted to be a singer. Like, since I was like two, I was like, I'm going to be a singer. And I got really into music. And then in 2012, something happened to my voice, and it stopped working. Like, you can probably hear it. It's kind of like raspy. It just stopped working. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be a singer. Um, And I had just at that point started volunteering at our church in the kids ministry. And I was like, I don't want to be anywhere else than right here. It's so fun. And kids are just my favorite people. So if you're a kid and you're listening, we're already friends. (laughs) Like my favorite people. It's just it. everything in kids ministry is just fun. You get to wear bright colors. I mean, you get to put your hair in like cool pigtails and get to dance and sing and tell stories. It's it's my favorite. Yes. Lots it. of glitter, lots of crafts, yes. lots of sparkles. We jump all and the time. And you can make a big difference. That's yeah. Right. So I love it. It's so fun. So true. Yeah. Being in kids ministry is so fun. And, and I love that there's churches that really have a heart for kids and making sure that kids mm-hmm. have a great time at church because church is not boring because God is not boring and the Bible is exciting. I always tell my kids like there's so many fun things in the Bible that we don't even realize half the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if God's not boring, then neither should church. So that is so true. <laughs> Absolutely. So you also said you're an artist. Tell us about how you got started as an artist. So I have been drawing things since I can remember. Um, I can specifically remember, though, I think I was probably seven or eight. I drew a picture of one of my friends, like their face. And I remember lots of adults saying, like, oh, my goodness, like, you actually can draw. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I think this is something I'm good at. I didn't realize that. But I think not everyone can draw their friends' faces. So I love all things art. Um, I went When I went to college, I took art classes because I was like, I want to get better at this. And then I figured out that you can do art and ministry at the same time with graphic design is how I have done that. So yeah, I just, so basically I play with kids and I draw for a living. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> what could be better? 
I know. So it sounds to me like you have a lot of different gifts and talents. And I feel like a lot of the things that you're doing right now are in the church. So how do we do that? How do we discover these gifts that we have and how can we use them in the church? We'll be right back after this. Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. That's such a good question. One thing I think is important is to figure out what you're good at. So um, for a long time, I thought like my parents were missionaries growing up. And so I was like, I think I want to be in ministry somehow. Mm -hmm. But I had this small picture of what church looked like. Um, My mom actually told me my whole life, she was like, I think you're going to marry a pastor. And I was like, no, I don't want to marry a pastor. Because I had this idea that I would have to wear, you know, fancy dresses and sit really still (laughs) and always, you know, uh, you know, serve in that way. I didn't understand that you could use what you're good at in the church. So I think first find out what you're good at and and to know what you're good at, just what do you like to do? So if you like to draw, then you're probably good at it. Or if you like to sing um, or if you like to run or if you like to, you know, build stuff or if you like to do math, whatever it is you like to do, that's a good indication that that is something that is a gift that God has given you. Um, And then one of the best things that ever happened to me is I found out you can do what you're good at at church and you can find a way to make it fit. So for me, I'm good at art. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to use art at church, but turns out we want church to look fun. And part of making church look fun, especially in kids ministry is having an artist make it look fun. So I get to draw characters. I get to make graphics. I get to make t-shirts and banners and things like that to make church fun. So I think looking at what you're good at it, asking the Lord, giving it to him and saying, okay, God, use me. You gave me this gift. Use me to, to build your church. He will do it. Absolutely. So I've got friends that have never drawn a thing in their life and they're just good at math. But guess what? They do math at the church. Like they can, the church needs accountants yeah. and, and people to count the offering and things like that. And so whatever you're good at, God put that in you for a reason. Yeah. And you know, for me, I feel like there was lots of people along the way, especially when I was younger, that were able to see things in me that maybe I didn't see in myself. I'm I'm saying that I felt that when I was younger. I still get that. People still say that things to me mm-hmm. that cuz sometimes we just have a blind spot for ourselves or we think, okay, this isn't great, you know, it's okay. But then someone else will speak it into my life and say, "You're really good at that. Like you're really good at making friends or you're really good at teaching." And so I've always had those people that have pulled me up. And so I think if you can be that encouragement person for someone else, if you see something in your friend that they're really good at, tell them, tell them that they're good at that, because that's really going to help them discover their purpose and just be an encouragement of what God's already put inside them. Yeah. And you might even think, you know, if you're a kid listening and you're like, well, I'm only 10. So if I 
tell my friend they're good at something. They don't, it doesn't make a difference. I'll wait till I'm a grown up to, to encourage people. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, when you're young like that and you speak life over your friends, mm-hmm. it sticks with them. So like for me, when I was, you know, seven or eight and my friend said, wow, you can really draw that stuck. And it, you know, it didn't always come from a grown up. Right. It came from kids <laughs> my age and that it meant a lot to me. So I think uh, as kids, you can, you can talk to your friends and encourage your friends and it makes a big difference. Absolutely. It's so true. We do hold on to those things. And and I think on the other side, we also hold on to the things that people have said negative about us. Have you ever had anybody say anything to you that's been hurtful or something that's hurt your feelings or something like that? So one time I was in eighth grade, um, I had just gotten a haircut and it was picture day. Oh. So I was a little bit concerned because I was like, it's eighth grade. My picture is very important, but I just got a haircut. So I asked my mom, I said, mom, can you help me fix my hair? And she curled it. But you know, sometimes moms just fix your hair a little different than you thought that it would look. <laughs> and so I got to school and one of my friends said, ew, what happened to your hair like that? And that hurt my feelings a lot. <laughs> but that's okay. You know what? I learned that no matter what my hair looks like, my inside looks the same. And that's what's important. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> and I also learned not to let my mom curl my hair in eighth grade. <laughs> we learn from these things for sure. We do. But I think I think it's easier to hold on to the negative stuff than the positive stuff. And so mm-hmm. really like writing it down. Like I, I love that you still hold on to this memory that you had when you were seven or finding a way to keep telling that story and reminding yourself, you know what, there mm-hmm. is someone out there that thinks I do a good job or thinks that I'm doing this well and hold on to those parts of it and keep right. moving forward. And that's why it's so important for us to say it so often. If you see something good in someone, like tell them yeah. because if somebody says one negative thing about your friend, they're going to hold that for a long time, but it takes like eight or nine or 10 positive things to stick. Does that make sense? So that's why it's so important that we say it all the time, that we're constantly encouraging because we want those to be the things that people hold on to. Yeah. And being an encourager is definitely a gift, but I feel like we all could could do that a little better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some other ways we can use our gifts for God? Maybe not in the church, but we still want to honor God, not just on Sundays or Wednesdays when we're Mm -hmm. at church, but what are some other ways we can use our gifts for God? So, um, I said this earlier, but God puts gifts in people on purpose. So whatever it is that you're good at, it's not an accident that, that you're good at that gift. Like, Miss Kristen, you're good at interviewing people. Yay. <laughs> I don't have that gift. <laughs> so it's not an accident. Um, so I think one of the ways we can honor God with what he's put in us is to just do our best at mm-hmm. it. So whatever it is that you're doing, do your best. And it doesn't mean you have to be the best. So if you like gymnastics... You don't have to be the Olympic gold medalist. You just need to do your best. And that honors God Mm -hmm. because he put that in on purpose and he wants you to use it. So I think that's the first thing. And then I think using whatever gifts that you have to tell people about Jesus. Um, Okay, I have a funny story, which I think it was so sweet. So I have a friend and she is in kindergarten. And I had asked a group of kids the question, how can you use what you're good at? to tell people about Jesus. And she said, she said, I am very flexible. And so, and as she said that she pulled her foot over the top of her head, like she really (laughs) was flexible. So she said, I can use my flexibility to tell people that God's love stretches forever. I love it. <laughs> and I thought that was so sweet. 
But really, you can use what you're good at to tell people about Jesus. So you can meet people. in. So say you're good at sports or say you're good at, you know, speech and debate or I don't know what what thing you might be good at. But you're going to meet people who are also good at that thing who need to know about Jesus. So that is one thing. But yeah, you can use you can use. Any, really anything that you can do, you can find a way to use that to tell people about Jesus. Absolutely. And I think I think it's so I like I love that story about your friend who could pull her foot over her head. Like God can <laughs> use all kinds of things. And he can. I remember speaking of kindergartners, we had um I was helping in the children's choir at my church and this one little kid, he decided to tell everybody in his class that he had made a decision to follow Jesus. And then someone that. else said, Well, I did that too. And then their friend said, well, I want to follow Jesus. And then another friend. And so so they send out a report to all the leaders saying there's a revival breaking out in the kindergarten choir class because all these kids are just telling each other about, I've made that decision. So even just your testimony or your story of Mm -hmm. how you became a Christian, just telling that to other people, that can be a great encouragement and a a great way to tell people about Jesus. One of the things I love about kids is that kids are not afraid of people. So something happens when you become an adult where you start to think too much about yourself. Um, And so then you get self-conscious. But kids, they just, they don't, they're not afraid of people. That's right. So I have, I have another friend and she, um, she has a really grumpy bus driver. And she just went right up to her bus driver who was grumpy and said, I'm going to pray for you because you're so grumpy. <laughs> and she prayed for him. And you know what? It made his day. And he, I think, realized that he needs to not be such a grumpy bus driver. But yeah, don't be afraid of people. You can just, you can talk to anybody about Jesus. That's so good. I love that. <laughs> There's a few people that we need to just walk up to and be like, I'm going to pray for yes. you to not be yeah. so grumpy. <laughs> yes, that would be good. If adults could think like kids, we would, we would be a lot better off, I yes. think. <laughs> Although I will say, kids, if you do this to your mom, uh, proceed with caution because that yes. might not be. <laughs> mom, you're a little grumpy today. I think I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> I don't know if that would go over as well as with the bus driver. But you know what? She might need That's it. True. She might need that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hold in your thoughts. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the different kinds of spiritual gifts. You know, there's there's gifts we have like talents and abilities that God has given us, mm-hmm. desires he's put in our heart. But then there's also this thing in the Bible called spiritual gifts. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? Yeah. So there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, which which again are things that God has put in us specifically. So some people are good at teaching. Um, other people are good at preaching the gospel or evangelizing, like telling people about Jesus. So here's a good example of the difference between those two. I am naturally a teacher. So I can get up in front of kids. I can teach them the Bible. My spiritual gift is not necessarily evangelism, although I do it. Like I go and I tell people about Jesus. It doesn't come easy to me. Mm -hmm. I have a friend and she is not a good teacher. (laughs) Like that is not in her when she gets up in front of a group. It kind of gets all scattered. However, she is so good at evangelism. Like she will walk up to any person and tell them the good news about Jesus. And it's so easy. She's like, what? That's not hard to do. So yeah, so there's teaching, there's preaching, there's evangelism. Encouragement is another spiritual Mm -hmm. gift. So for some people, it comes so easy to be an encourager. So like we said, you want to encourage people. For some people, that just is natural. It just flies off their tongue. Everybody that they see, they're like, wow, you're looking really good today. Oh my goodness, I love how you talk or I love how you sing or those yeah. types of things. So yeah, there are different different gifts that the Lord has put in us specifically to build up the church. When I say church, I don't mean like the building of the church. I mean like the people mm-hmm. in the yeah. church. 
So that's good. Yeah. That's good. I feel like I think I I'm uh, an encourager. I think that's one of my big ones for sure. And sometimes I think <laughs> I don't mind telling strangers like cute shoes or. Yeah, <laughs> But I think part of that encouragement, too, like you said, it's building up the church. And so when we're encouraging people, I can see potential in people. Like I can look mm-hmm. at a person and go, you're going to be a great leader someday. Or that was an amazing thing that you just did for your friend. And so I think when you are doing that and you're letting the Lord guide you, like some other gifts are like giving. Like some people are just overly yeah. generous. That doesn't mean they have a lot of money. They're just really generous. And they're always trying to give to other people and mm-hmm. help them. And when it always turns back to God. God, that's when you know you're using your spiritual gift. And so can kids have spiritual gifts or they have to wait till they're an adult? No, 100% kids can have spiritual gifts. Kids do have spiritual gifts. Um, In fact, I like to remind kids of the story of Jesus welcoming the kids. So Jesus was talking to a bunch of adults, and some of those adults brought their kids to meet Jesus. And the disciples, which were Jesus's best friends, they were like, we don't want kids here. This is an adult party, basically. <laughs> right. They're like, Jesus doesn't have time for your kids. Um, and Jesus, this is this is one of the only places where Jesus sternly rebuked. It says he sternly rebuked his disciples, which basically he told them, like, be quiet. Don't talk because these kids are actually extremely important. So I think that's interesting that he was so passionate um, about making sure that the kids got to meet him, making sure that he got to bless the kids. He cares about kids. All that to say, yes, kids have spiritual gifts 100%. Kids can be givers. Um, kids can have most of the spiritual gift of faith mm-hmm. where they just believe that God is going to do big things and it's not hard for them. They're just like, you know, do, do you need healed? I'm going to pray that God will heal you. And, and they have faith to believe yeah. that. Or, or, you know, this scary situation is happening. Well, that's okay because God is going to take care of me. They just know it. Yeah. So, so 100% kids have spiritual gifts. Yeah, I believe that too. And that's, part of having the Holy Spirit in us. So when we make that decision to follow Jesus, Jesus said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. And I'm going to give you a guide and a comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he stays with us forever. Mm-hmm. And so he's the one that gives us those gifts to to use in the church or to use to to share Jesus with others. So I love that we have that. As soon as we make the decision, that's when we get those gifts because we have the Holy Spirit doing those things. Right. And if you think of it kind of like I, for a long time, the things that come easiest to me, I just felt like, like oh, that's not that big of a deal. It's, it's so easy. But if you think of it as like, no, this is something that God actually gave you. Kind of like, I don't know if you've watched the Chronicles of Narnia, but each of those four kids had something that they were good at. So like the, the little girl, I think her name was Lucy, mm-hmm. right? Lucy was good at being kind, and the older sister was good at. She had her little healing ointment that she took to everyone who was who was hurting. She was able to to put that stuff on them and heal them. And um, the oldest brother was brave, and the younger brother was uh, I don't remember his gift, but all of them had a little gift. He just liked Turkish delight. That's what I remember. Yeah, he liked Turkish delight. <laughs> He was a little bit squirrely, but that's okay. (laughs) He came back. (laughs) All that to say, each of them had like a tangible gift that was representing like what they were good at. Mm -hmm. But I think for for us as Christians, it's good for us to kind of think of it that way, that God actually gave us like presents to open, like gifts that we can have on our life. So if it's encouragement, think of it like he gave you. It's like he, he gave you encouragement. He handed you a gift of encouragement so that you can use it for other people. That's right. So that was a good thing for me as a kid, at least, to help me realize like, oh, this is actually like a present that God gave me to use in my life. Yeah. 
So how do kids discover what their spiritual gifts are? I know I've taken like online tests and there's been different things like that where I've figured it out, but I just, I'm thinking through like, how could a kid discover what their spiritual gift is? I do think little like quizzes are helpful. That's how a lot of adults find out like, what am I good at? And we even like at our church, we have a spiritual gifts class. So I don't know, depending on the church that you go to, there might be um, a little quiz that you can take and then people will help you to like discover what that means. So maybe you're good at administration. And if you're a kid, you're like, what is administration? (laughs) They can help you like take that apart. But yeah, so I think those little quizzes are helpful. And then I think again, looking at what comes easy to you, because a lot of times that is a great, it's like a little flag that says, this is a gift, you know? So if it comes easy to you to worship the Lord um, and you're not inhibited by anything, that could be your spiritual gift. If it comes easy to you, to believe God for big things, then that could be your spiritual gift. So I think looking at what comes naturally. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like whenever I feel like God wants to use me in a moment, whether it's just to say something encouraging or teach a Bible story or just go give someone some money like on the street or so, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. If I feel prompted, like if I start feeling in my heart, like God has tell- pointed that person out to me and yeah. God wants mm-hmm. me to go over there, then the best thing I can do is to do it, is to obey and to yes. follow. And it's hard. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like a little awkward, but just even just to say like, I feel like God told me to come talk to you. Or I just, Mm -hmm. just to say the thing that God puts on your heart to say or to do, um, that's the more you do that, the easier it becomes. Like it gets easier to give and to help and to say encouraging words when I keep doing it. We have a saying that we say in our family that is obey right away without delay. And I like to do that with the Lord too, because it's true when you, when he puts something on your heart and you just go do it, then the next time you put something on your heart, it's so much easier to just go do it. And the opposite is true. If you put something on your heart and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to wait. Well, then your heart just starts to kind of ignore Mm. what he's saying rather than choosing to do it. Um, And the worst thing, like what's the worst that could happen? If, If God says, I want you to go tell that person that I love them and you go tell them and they say, well, that's not, that wasn't for me. Great. You know, okay. then no, no big deal. No big <laughs> right. deal. I had a friend. This is a great story. So she was a high school student. So she was probably 15 at the time. She was on vacation with her family and she felt like the Lord had said, I want you to pray for people at the pool. So they were sitting at a pool and she just felt like the Lord put it on her heart. I want you to pray for people. He didn't tell her specifically which ones. And so she just started walking up to people and saying, can I pray for you? And she had a couple people at first who were very angry. And they were like, no, we don't want that. No. She just kept asking. She was like, all right, what's the worst that can happen? You said, no, I'm going to ask the next person. And finally, she asked one couple and they just broke down crying and were like, wow, we needed somebody to come pray for us. God sent you specifically for us. They were so encouraged by it. So, you know, when the Lord puts it on your heart, go do it. Even if you're like, oh, I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? So yeah. they say no. And then you're like, OK, they say no. There you yeah. go. And then you go That's on. Right. Then you move on. You're still awesome. That's right. <laughs> I think we miss out on lots of really cool experiences like that when we're not brave and we're and we're so worried about what other people think more than we're concerned about what God's told us to do. And so yeah. if we miss out on this opportunity, God will use someone else. He'll encourage that family or that couple by someone else. But the fact that she got to be a part of that that's encouraging to her faith and to their faith. So, you know, just doing those things 
and overcoming our our focus on ourselves, I think is a really cool thing. Well, Maddie, this has been so good. I've loved talking with you and getting to know you. This is awesome. Um, Talking about spiritual gifts. I love this. Before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests to tell me a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us? I do. Okay. So this, I'm trying to remember exactly how old I was. I can remember exactly where I was standing. But in that house, I turned eight and I also turned nine. So I'm not sure if I was eight or nine. But I remember I had a babysitter that came to watch us. I have four sisters. So, I mean, it was a crazy, (laughs) crazy household. (laughs) But I had asked her to play Barbies with me. And she said, I don't remember how to play Barbies. And I can, I specifically remember thinking to myself, I will never forget how to play Barbies. (laughs) And guess what? I still know how to play Barbies. And, um, but that really was a defining thing. And I think that is part of what makes me good at kids ministry is that I just in that moment settled in my heart, like I will never forget what it feels like to be a kid and how to play. And I think that's why I'm, I still have so much fun with kids. (laughs) So if you're a kid listening, don't forget how to play. Like, don't forget how to have fun. It's great to grow up, but don't get so grown up that you forget what it's like to be a kid. So true. Very wise words. (laughs) And I like to play too. I'm still like, yeah, it's way more yeah, fun I, with my kids. I'm like, y'all want to color? They're like, no, mom. Right. <laughs> Not <a little> Eric <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Maddie, for doing this. I think this is so cool. You are doing a lot of really cool art stuff. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram and and about all the cool things you're doing. So I am staying home with my two babies. So I get to work from home, which is so fun. Um, so I'm doing design for kids ministry. Like that is my my big thing. So my Instagram is called Maddie Hacks Creative. And it is a place where I can encourage kids ministers and parents, but also at the same time, make art. So it's been so much fun. I love it. So yeah, you can find me there. Follow me even even if you're not a kids pastor. Just yeah. follow, follow just for the conversation. Check out all her cool fun. stuff for sure. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for being on the show today. This was so fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was great. I just loved getting to meet Maddie, and I love her story and all the encouraging things she shared with us today, especially about spiritual gifts. She said the first place to start is to figure out what you're already good about. What is it that people say about you that you're good at or that you are naturally talented in, or maybe it's something you really like to do and it comes super easy. That might be something that God put in you that he wants to use in you to help other people. I love that she encouraged us to say our encouragement out loud to our friends. Encouraging your friends and the people your age, it really makes a big difference. Don't wait till you're an adult to say something kind to someone else. And you know, it takes more than seven times for someone to say something positive to us for it to stick. So if you think something amazing about one of your friends, say it out loud. It's going to make such a big impact. We talked about different spiritual gifts, and I love that we get to learn about those as we're growing in our faith. The Bible tells us there's different spiritual gifts like encouragement, teaching, giving, faith, administration, that's like organization stuff, wisdom, mercy, prophecy, and there's many more. So maybe that's something you might be interested in. That would be a fun thing for you and your family to study together and learn about spiritual gifts and figure out what are the things that you think you might have have in you. My other favorite quote that Maddie said today that her family says all the time is obey right away without delay. 
Oh, that is so good. And I know all the moms and dads are writing this down right now. <laughs> Let me say it again. Obey right away without delay. Now, this has to do with how we approach our parents and our teachers and listening to coaches and authority in our lives. But also obedience happens when we respond to what God tells us to do. So if God lays something on your heart for you to go encourage someone or give something to someone or to help someone, obey right away without delay. I think you're going to see amazing things happen in your life and the life of the person that you're helping. If you'd like to learn more about Maddie and her graphic design work and all the fun things she offers for kids ministry, you can go to her website, maddiehacks.com or follow her on Instagram at maddiehackscreative. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my sweet little friend, Paxton. And my name is Pax. And I'm free. Jesus loves me. Oh, thank you, Paxton. That was so good. Jesus loves me. He loves you and me. He loves the whole world. I'm so glad you shared that with us. Well, if you would like to share your favorite quote or a Bible verse or a fun joke that you love, just head over to my website, collidekidspodcast.com and click the tab at the top that says kids only, and you can record it right there. Or you can find information about how to send me a recording through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. You can also follow me there and learn about fun things that are happening in my life and in the life of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. Be sure to leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you're using and follow and subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will automatically download into your app. You can also share this episode with friends and family and let them know why you enjoyed listening. And I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you are spending some time this week looking for things that you're thankful for around where you live. And in case no one has told you today, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening.